Hi everyone, I'm Anya Parampil and this is Redlines. In one of its final acts in office, the Trump administration announced it will designate the Houthi movement in Yemen as a terrorist organization. The decision led to international outcry as aid organizations pointed out this action from the United States will virtually halt the delivery of food, medicine, and other types of assistance to Yemen, which is facing the world's worst humanitarian catastrophe since World War II. To discuss the implications of this news, I'm joined now by the co-founder and general director of the Yemen Solidarity Council, One Erhus. Yeah. One, welcome to Redlines. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Following Secretary of State Mike Pompeo's announcement that Washington will recognize the Houthi movement as a terrorist organization, your aid group, the Yemen Solidarity Council, announced it will cease operations in the United States. Can you explain why this move from the Trump administration makes your job of pro providing humanitarian assistance to Yemen impossible? Well, um, the Yemen Solidarity Council is actually more of a, um, a um, public affairs organization, but we do also uh, at times uh, raise funds for humanitarian assistance. Um, well, you know, the, um, the FTO designation of Ansarullah makes it, um, in a lack of a better word, uh, quite impossible to say the least to raise uh, humanitarian assistance in especially the United States because um, the movement is um, as uh, um, all um, uh, most people with knowledge on the conflict uh, knows and have been uh, underscoring for quite uh, some time. Uh, the movement is in control of um, the areas that consist of 80% of the Yemeni people. So it's it's a government you have to um stay in touch and be in touch and coordinate with them to deliver humanitarian assistance and um yeah. fundamentally the fto designation of ansala makes this quite impossible it is impossible or sorry it is possible in fact in europe asia and uh, other countries where the group is not designated as a terrorist organization so we decided from our end that to act proactively and, you know, um, counter this decision uh, without uh, ending up or getting into any legal liabilities, we decided to just halt for the time being our operations in the United States. So, uh, You mentioned other countries or the EU, for example, which have not designated the Houthis as a terrorist group. How has the international community reacted to this decision in Washington? And are you hopeful that the incoming Biden administration might reverse it? Uh, well, um, the international response has been, uh, as we expected, um, the EU, uh, the delegation to Yemen, uh, released a statement yesterday condemning the uh, Trump uh, administration's decision to uh, designate the designate the Ansarullah as a uh, terrorist organization, and other countries have uh, come forward as well with uh, likewise uh, statements. Uh, which, uh, no doubt, the uh, EU uh, stated yesterday in the statement that they encourage um, uh, uh, talks between all parties. So, and then that's a totally fair statement and a rational statement at that. Um, on the question if Biden would overturn this FTO designation, well, I certainly hope so. Um, 
but I remain uh, quite skeptical if he's gonna do it. Also, considering the fact that he has been promising his uh, his voters to uh, pull the U.S. out of the coalition in Yemen for quite some time during his campaign, and well, to be honest. Um, uh, you know, he was vice president when uh, the Obama administration initially pledged its support to assist the uh, Saudi regime in this genocide. And I'm sure, as I've stated previously uh, on other interviews, that he was briefed at the time about the consequences and and the strategy of the United States. And I'm sure he's being briefed on this as well. I mean, I, I, I would let time you know, let time drag out and see what he's going to do. But I'm not too hopeful about it, to be honest. I'm wondering if you can explain what the Houthi movement actually is. You mentioned people might not realize it's essentially a government, the government in Yemen. But people in the United States might not understand that it didn't merely emerge in recent years in order to resist the Saudi aggression. It has deep roots in Yemen's history. Well, um, the Ansara law or the Houthis, as they are uh, more usually called in uh, in the West, is um, is much more of a how do you put it a um, a grassroots movement, much more of an idea, so to say. Um, it's it's quite a it's quite a complicated story because Yemen Yemeni politics is very complicated um, at best, um, but to uh, Give an overall explanation. The founder of the movement, Hussein Badreddin al Houthi, was in the uh, 90s uh, a member of the Yemeni parliament um, with his uh, mandate and his position uh, being represented by uh, what is known as the Al Haq party, which is this, which is this Saudi um, political organization in Yemen. Um, and his initial mandate in, I believe it was 1996 or 97, was supported by uh, the Yemeni Socialist Party, actually, um, because he um, campaigned for equal rights for the disenfranchised, especially in the north and in the south as well. And at that time, two years or three years prior, the, uh, the people of Yemen experienced the uh, one of many civil wars uh, initially uh, after the 1990 unification of Yemen. Um, so that was it. Um, he was a uh, member of parliament for a few years, and then he um, sort of began to um, uh, study uh, the Islamic religion, and especially the uh, Saudi branch of Islam, which is a how do you put it, a minor sect that is considered Shiite um, at its fundamental core, but has, you know, different uh, methodology uh, as opposed to um, the uh, Trilver uh, Shiism, which we connect to Iran. Um, uh, he um, uh, moved to the north in the province or the governor called Saada in uh, northern Yemen and began to lecturing people, local people, uh, young and old, about the fundamentals of, of the religion. And eventually, um, starting with or um, coinciding with the 9-11 terrorist attacks and the uh, U.S. invasion of Iraq, he began to uh, go more of a political way. 
uh, if you will, uh, talk about the U.S. imperialism, lecturing about U.S. imperialism and and uh, uh, colonialism in the region, uh, tying it up to the United States and how they have been acting for decades to or for the detriment of uh, indigenous nations in uh, West Asia and especially in the Gulf. Um, at the time when he was sort of um, doing all these lectures and um, uh, enlightening the people about uh, the ups and downs of uh, the, the geopolitical situation in, in the region, uh, the uh, president at the time, Ali Abdullah Saleh, um, Kind of um, use this, or you know, use this card in in his large deck of cards to um, portray uh, Hussein al Houthi as a um, as backed by Iran, actually. And it started way early in two thousand two, two thousand three, actually. Um, so, also just to quickly to mention this Iran back backed Houthis kind of narrative that we've been hearing so much about it. It's not a recent deal. It's been going on for quite some time, actually. Um, so Saleh initially um, claims that he's an Iranian agent or an Iranian proxy and uh, kills, yeah, intervenes and kills him in 2004, actually, which sparked the many of, uh, in total, six wars in the region, which only ended with the uh, Arab Spring. So um, so it, it's it's... He was killed, and his um, younger brother, if I remember correctly, took over the uh, movement to um, um, move forward with what Hussein al Houthi had initially been talking about, and you know, implying this methodology and ideolo ide ideology to broaden and and you know, be more inclusive. A movement. There are right wing groups and there are left wing groups in. As, as part of the movement, it's not just you know, as as we've as we've said before, there are no card carrying members as as much as Pompeo would like to believe. They are very much you know bound by their own political ideologies, but call themselves or pro proclaim themselves as being a part of the group to um, oppose uh, what they conceive as um, U.S. imperialist uh, agendas in the region. Um, the Houthis were part of the Arab Spring and then also part of the uh, uh, National Dialogue Conference uh, after Saleh was, uh, or after Saleh stepped down from office. Um, that's how simple I can put it. It's much more complicated than that, but I think um, just to paint a picture that it goes, you know, quite a bit sometime back in history. Um, all, all the recent things that we've heard about is is new, and I, I guess people understand the uh, story behind the movement already. So, uh. well, something else viewers might not realize is that the Houthis are actually battling Al Qaeda in their country. What has Al Qaeda's role in Yemen been over the years, and from where does it receive its support? Um, well, Al Qaeda has been. Um, present in Yemen for uh, quite some time now, actually, for a, uh, a few decades since uh, uh, since the 1990s, actually. Um, they were used as uh, stormtroopers by the Saleh regime back during the uh, 1994 um, civil war between 
uh, North Yemen and South Yemen uh, when when the South initially uh, succeeded from from the unifying government. Um, and they've been funded straight away by uh, Saudi Arabia, which is the, um, how do you put it, the ideological father of Wahhabism that uh, the Al-Qaeda organization uh, bases itself around. Um, they, um, they are mostly present in the more uh, barren parts of Yemen or to the to the east, where there's a lot of uh, desert and the uh, population density isn't quite as dense as uh, they are in the west. Um, and they've been um, they've been supported and funded in large parts by uh, the Saudi regime. I mean. Uh, there are leaked uh, WikiLeaks documents that um, uh, back up this claim, and with with uh, solid proof from both the U.S. State Department and others. Um, and they've uh, had this uh, role also since uh, initially after the Saleh regime stepped out in 2012, been used by um, powerful warlords tied to the uh, what the U.S. and a lot of others called the legitimate government uh, led by Abdurrahman and Mansour Hadi, um, as of course the stormtroopers and uh, to to tackle whatever uh, um, problems they may face, like the Houthis, which, which they consider a, a major problem in the region um, because they counter its interests. Um, it's um, like. A terrorist, well-known terrorist, I presume, uh, uh, like uh, uh, Osama bin Laden, actually had its uh, had his training initially in Yemen by the AQAP. Um, so um, it was once, I think, considered the um, the uh, most powerful branch of Al Qaeda um, until this is Al Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Al Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. It was once, I think. Uh, uh, not a few, not too many years ago, considered the most powerful branch of of the entire Al Qaeda institution or, or, or sorry organization. But um, I think uh, with with the focus been more directed towards uh, ISIS uh, in Iraq and Syria. I think um, people have sort of um, uh, gone away or stepped away from 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 this uh, uh, narrative. But still, they do hold an uh, incredible amount of power uh, until recent years, where the uh, Ansar Allah have been targeting, uh, targeting and uh, destroying their main supply lines uh, throughout Yemen and really combating their uh, strongholds uh, in the country, like in in the uh, central Yemeni city of Taiz, where, uh, where they have been um, uh, uh, emboldening their um, presence in the region um so yeah they do play a huge part uh, in yemeni contemporary history but until recent uh, they have been dwindling down uh, to not as large as they used to be i wanted to get your reaction to some talking points that we hear very frequently that Yemen is a proxy war, that Yemen is a civil war, or that it's a war between ideological factions. How do you characterize the war on Yemen? Well, there's nothing really proxy about it, nor civil about it, as goes with any war in existence. Um, it's much more 
the, the characteristics of the current war in Yemen resembles much more that of a conventional war between the Saudi regime, the United States, the UK, the UAE against the Republic of Yemen and its people. Um, the uh, you know Western corporate media usually um, claims that the uh, Houthis are backed by Iran. You know we, we always hear this uh, Houthi back, uh, Iran backed Houthi rebels and so on and so forth. Um, but it's it, 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 Iranian support for the group amounts to nothing more than ideological or political support at best. Um, there are no um, if, if financial or armaments support, weapons support from Iran at all, um, despite what many have been claiming recent years. Um, and also considering the fact that the war was announced, the initial Saudi bombardments of Yemen uh, was announced from uh, Washington DC at the Saudi embassy in uh, in March of uh, uh, 2015. So uh, it, it's this civil war narrative, I think, is just blatantly false. Um, I mean, um, there are Yemeni groups in the country that is targeting uh, Ansarullah, but with the amount of support and financial aid they get from the coalition, I don't think you could consider them uh, a, a genuine or uh, even in indigenous because they solely fight to receive uh, a monthly salary to feed their families. Um, and, and also considering the fact that um, around 80% of the Yemeni army actually is on the side of the uh, quote-unquote uh, Houthis, uh, even the uh, the, the uh, general staff of the Yemeni armed forces are fighting on the northern front lines against um, the uh, Saudi army on the uh, border fronts and in the south and the west and the east and all over the country. So this narrative of a civil war, a proxy war or whatever they may call it is, I don't think that's really, that really paints a um, truthful truthful uh, picture of the uh, the conflict well saudi arabia has invested endless resources into this war and before that as you mentioned was supporting al-qaeda in order to keep a stronghold on the country certainly supported ali abdullah saleh the previous president why is yemen of such strategic interest to saudi arabia well um Two points, oil. Yemen has uh, lots of oil, a huge oil reserve actually in the um, in the eastern part of the country, which uh, the Saudi regime have been uh, previous previously been given uh, unrestricted access to uh, to tap and to uh, acquire for themselves by the Saudi regime. Um, so that's one reason. The uh, second reason is um, that the uh, country of Yemen, the Republic of Yemen, is the um, is keeping or holding um, administrative control of what is called the the uh, Mandab Strait between that or the strait that links the uh, the Red Sea with the Indian Ocean, where a huge chunk and a huge percentage of all um, uh, uh, shipments um, go through each year, uh, especially for um, uh, shipments uh, towards uh, Europe and the uh, Mediterranean. So they would much rather like to have a Saudi-friendly government in control of this 
strait between the Red Sea and the Indian Ocean to uh, monitor and control what goes through, what slips in and out. And now that a uh, Saudi opposed government in Yemen is in control of this strait, they are um, have been losing um, what they uh, held previously uh, uh, unrestricted access to uh, to shipments and uh, to the uh, especially the port of Fordata, which is right at the uh, the Red Sea uh, on the uh, Yemeni western coast. Um, so, so they have. It's not. It's not a what what people may perceive as or think as a religious war between between Shiites and and Sunnis. It's very much bound by a clear cut geopolitical interests by the Saudis to um, to have as much or to enforce as much influence in the country as possible to uh, benefit its own economy and its own. Uh, regional uh, foothold uh, very much indeed. Um, so yeah, that I think those two points especially, and also considering there's also you could say a third point, which is Yemen might be the only uh, country on the Arabian Peninsula which has um, arable uh, land or land suitable for for farming very much indeed, especially in the northern parts of the country where. You see um, all these uh, wheat farms and, um, you know, just in general cereal farms that have been growing growing over the past years to uh, really push forward the Houthi government have been pushing forward with uh, obtaining self-sufficiency. So uh, I think as opposed to other countries in the region like Oman and, um, and Saudi Arabia, where indeed are very um, hot and barren, I think Yemen has many uh, suitable um, uh, applications that the Saudis would uh, very much like to uh, get a grip on. And of course, when we mentioned the Saudis with interests in controlling certain oil supplies or bodies of water, the United States is standing right there behind them. Finally, Ona, what will it take to reach an end to the war and come to a political solution? Uh, well, of course, um, we fully support uh, the position of the uh, European Union, stating that um, talks between all parties involved are very much needed to um, get to some political um, shared deal that could uh, end hostilities. I also think, and it's been a, uh, a thing we at the uh, Yemen, Yemen Solidarity Council have been highlighting previously, that really what the uh, international community should realize is that the Houthis are the sole government present in Yemen. And uh, by upholding this um, political diplomatic diplomatical blockade that they've been enforcing on the legitimate government in Sana'a, the capital city, they have been restricting access to uh, vital humanitarian aid and also restricting the Yemeni people's access to the entire world. They are basically shielded out from the international community, blockaded uh, within, uh, with a tight air, land and sea blockade. Um, um, so dialogue is the way to go, but we would like to emphasize that 
the Yemeni people have every right to every right to carry arms to combat what is essentially a war of aggression, occupation, and uh, genocide. So. Is there any way for viewers, especially those in the United States, to help to donate money towards humanitarian aid in, in Yemen now? Or is there is it hopeless, the situation? Is there is there any way around this designation? Um, well, we haven't we've been working hard to um, to find a way or to um really uh, see if there's a way for a uh, american citizens to um, you know, pitch in and and uh, help uh, relieve the suffering of the Yemeni people we are still working on it uh, and um, there are a huge uh, array of uh, very credible and very good uh, humanitarian aid organizations that do an incredible job um but um i don't know i i'm actually at a point where, for our uh, on our part at least, we um, are still going to maintain um, our position to hold and cease and suspend all of our operations in the United States uh, until this designation is uh, overturned. Um, and we, it's not that we would um, recommend for people to not donate money because the Yemeni people certainly need every single penny they can get. Of course, um, but we also think that people should, um, at least at these times, be um, uh, how do you say uh, conscious enough um, when or if they do donate money, um, because um, there is there is quite a risk doing so now because you could be you could be prosecuted essentially for uh, funding what the U.S. now considers terrorism and I for sure know that it's not something I would like to uh, be uh, be uh, be uh, called out on or be uh, prosecuted for or you know and I for sure know that that's not what most people would would want on uh, on their uh, uh, person so um, I, I'd say donate money but at least be wary of uh, possible co consequences. It's something the United States has actually done before, prosecuting individuals for providing aid to Palestinian humanitarian human yeah. groups, and then claiming that they're actually providing aid to terrorist organizations. It's very, very frightening. Uh, you can look into the the case of the Holy Land Foundation, for example, to learn more about that. But uh, One Arhus, thank you so much for your time and for breaking down, bringing some of that context that we don't get ever in the United States about the situation in Yemen. It's been a uh, very huge pleasure. Mm -hmm.